You are listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast, where we take a closer look at each session and prepare you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Hey, Drew Dixon here from Explore the Bible Students. We're in session 13. This is our last session for the fall quarter of our study on the book of Isaiah. This session is titled, God Renews, and the central truth is this. God promises to renew creation, fully freeing it from sin and restoring peace. The scripture we'll be exploring is Isaiah 65, 17 through 25. I want to remind you of the animated videos that we have at goexplorethebible.com students. Uh, go check out the animated video that we have for the second half of Isaiah on Isaiah 40 through 66 because it really illustrates something we're going to talk about today, and that's the sort of idea that we have about heaven. Um, I think a lot of students have this vision of heaven, and a lot of people have this idea of heaven because of pop culture, because of a lot of things that aren't actually in the Bible, right? We see these visions of heaven in, in pop culture and cartoons, comics, um, television, as if it's like this place in the clouds, and it's totally separate from this world. That's not really the vision that Isaiah paints of heaven, and we see this vision of, of, of eternity as being this renewal of our world, of God stepping into our broken world and making it right again, taking the things that are wrong here and making them right, and bringing a renewal to everything that's corrupted and broken. Remember when God created the world, he said, it is good. And God created Adam and Eve, and he said, it is very good. So like the world God created is good. It's beautiful. It's it's wonderful. It's broken now because of human sinfulness that invited sin into the world and that 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 invited corruption into God's good world. But but here we see God say this in verse 17 of Isaiah 65, for I will create a new heaven and a new earth. Um, he says that he's going to create Jerusalem to be its joy and its people delight. He's going to rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. So it's going to be a place of joy and a place where God is happy with us. Um, but he says the sound of weeping and crying will no longer be heard in her. And he says in her a nursing infant will no longer only live a few days or an old man not live out his days. So in other words, he's not don't press that to literally to say we're going people are going to have long lives but they're still going to die in heaven that's not the point he's saying that that the injustice of someone dying early that's going to be gone you know to dying before their time as as we say that's not going to happen here um and by the way he says some other things that are going to happen in this new place that might surprise us he says people will build houses and live in them they will not plant vineyards or sorry they will plant vineyards and eat their fruit they will not build and others live in them they will not plant and others eat for my people's lives will be like a lifetime of a tree. My chosen ones will fully enjoy the work of their hands. So, so remember, one of the curses of the fall, when Adam and Eve sinned, God said, um, now when you work the ground, it's going to be hard. And instead of always producing the fruit that you want, when you work the ground, it's going to produce, sometimes there's going to be thorns and thistles. In other words, um, work isn't going to be enjoyable in the way that you want it to. And a lot of times, like people in the ancient world, in the day of Isaiah, they would work and then and work and work and work, and someone else would benefit from it, right? They were slaves to another nation. Um, Isaiah was writing to people living in exile, right? In exile under foreign powers, right? They were not um, working for their own benefit all the time. They were working for the benefit of others. And that's frustrating, isn't it? To work your tail off and then find out that someone else gets gets all the glory for it, gets all the good that would come out of that work. 
Knowing the new heavens and the new earth work is going to be something that we enjoy and that we get to enjoy the benefits of. Not selfishly, but in a way that would honor God and honor the people around us. Um, so the vision painted of heaven here is pretty different than maybe the one we think. It's this place where everything's made right again. Um, and it's this place that's no longer marked by frustration and disaster and disappointment. In verse 24 of Isaiah 65, God says this, Even before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. So heaven's going to be this place where God is, like, without a better way to put it, like at our beck and call. Like, he's there. He's with us. He'll answer before we even get the words out of our mouths. Um and then he goes on to say, The wolf and the lamb will feed together. The lion will eat straw like cattle, but the serpent's food will be dust. So the serpent looks back to Satan, of course, in the garden, right? And he's saying, I'm going to take care of him. They will not do what is evil, nor destroy my entire holy mountain, says the Lord. So it's this place where all the horrible things we've done, all the horrible things human beings have been doing to each other for, for centuries— is going to be fixed and repaired. The glorious way in which God created the world is going to be restored. Isn't that beautiful? That's a beautiful picture of our future. And it's important because having this picture of our future helps us learn how to live now in the present. This vision is not just meant to go like, oh, isn't our future going to be great? I mean, well, that's part of it. But knowing this future is coming, how should we live now? How should we um, prepare for this coming day. Um, this tells us that God cares about our world. He cares about it so much that he's promising to come back to fix it. Um, and so right now, how can we be agents of change and renewal and, and life to the people around us? Um, how might we encourage one another to live like Jesus really is leading us to this good and eternal future with him. If this is what heaven's going to be like, shouldn't these realities of what heaven's going to be like begin to start shaping and changing our lives now? We can't make other people live the way, this just way that God envisions about heaven, but we can start taking steps to live this way now, can't we? Trusting in Jesus, asking him for the strength and the wisdom and the guidance to live this way? Yeah, yeah, we can. So it's one step you need to take now to let this reality of the future, of our future existence in the new heaven and earth that God promises to make that a reality now. Let's, let's ask each other that question seriously and honestly and see what God might do in our lives and the lives of our students. It's been so much fun to be in the book of Isaiah with you. Such a powerful and profound book. I hope it's challenged you and encouraged you. And I hope it's pointed you to Jesus and your students, of course, to Jesus. Thank you for using Explore the Bible. Um, next quarter, we're going to be in a book that Isaiah looked forward to, that much of what Isaiah taught and, and prophesied about looked forward to, and that's Jesus. So next quarter, we'll be in the book of Luke, the first half of Luke, Luke 1 through 9. It's going to be really it's going to be really awesome. We'll have more animated videos uh, and more of everything that you enjoy about Explore the Bible. So thanks for sticking with us, and we'll see you again next quarter for our study of Luke. Thank you for listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast, where we equip you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or Spotify. You can also find the podcast on ministrygrid.com.